Yeah, we just went to see the Go-Go's a we few did. weeks ago. And Tom and Tammy were there. They long, were. Long-time Fright Clubbers. And we talked to them for a while. This is a fun show. Agreed. Go-Go's. They say it's the farewell tour. We'll see. But uh, the point is, it's vacation, and it's vacation horror on the Fright Club podcast. Welcome. I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And we are from madwolf.com. Check it out for all your movie reviews, including this week, a review of the brand new Blair Witch. That's right. We were talking about that a little bit during happy hour, and uh, without giving too much away, we liked it. We did like it. All right, but we'll have a full review up on madwolf.com, obviously, by the time this uh, is all mixed and edited but we are doing it live we are back at the gateway film center high street in columbus ohio as we do once a month for the fright club live as we're talking about vacation horror and we are going to see one of them on the list tonight and that is eden lake so we'll have that on the big screen yeah if you ever wanted to see michael fassbender in a dog collar this is honest to god not the way you want to see it just (laughs) fyi so be prepared for that but uh, we got to take care of some business from last week. We had fun. We finally got to the Evil Steps podcast. Yeah, we've been promising that for a while. We delivered. We did deliver. And Colossal Bandit was really happy to see Night of the Hunter, which is exciting because it's the first time we got to talk about Night of the Hunter on the podcast. And wh- it's a yeah. great movie. One of the great American films, a horror or otherwise. And uh, that was good to be on there. And also, we got a nice comment from um, Steve Stephen, right, who thanked us to never, as a personal favor, he never wanted to hear a new Kids on the Block song on the podcast <laughs> ever again. Can't promise, Steve. Can't promise. But we'll George see. is a big fan. <laughs> but we'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of great a lot of great feedback on that, and we appreciate it, because it was a fun one. It was. And uh, we also mentioned that next week we want to do overrated. So if anybody has a uh, suggestion for most overrated horror, Neil... Dr. Neil uh, Knackmack, mm-hmm. he, first of all, he's re- really happy to see uh, Tale of Two Sisters, his favorite Korean horror film on the Evil Steps, and he made a recommendation that for uh, Overrated that we're not even going to mention, honestly, because <laughs> because he's a bad man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know what? I have to say thank you to uh, Fright Clubber Jason, who is here, Eagle Eye, because you can't see it here if you're listening. <laughs> But I'm We're going to we- talk about laundry again, everyone. I'm, I'm wearing the very James Brown T-shirt that I complained about losing in the laundry a few weeks ago. But I found it. Turned out the culprit was me. I what? Had, I had put... I had put the shirt in a bag that I thought was laundry. It was like workout clothes. Yep, it was. Right? So... Correct. The point is, all is well. Got the James Brown shirt back. <laughs> you know, got a brand new bag. And... Uh, <laughs> breaking it out. Thank you. I worked on that. <laughs> Uh, breaking it out for the Fright Club. Also, we have to thank, well, we got to thank John for tipping us off to the fact that the fine folks at the Dayton Beer Company have brewed up Mad Wolf Pale Ale. They did, and we had we it for our happy hour sampling today. Sampling tonight. Which is exciting because, as you may know, I'm never allowed to actually drink at happy hour because <laughs> then George has to do too much editing <laughs> when we're done taping. But there was an exception today because... Yeah. Yeah. I, although they misspelled it, but other than that, it was great. We'll see about that, but the, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, I only could have one because I don't think I would have been able to edit if I had more than one. <laughs> this thing packs a wallop, well, just like Light. just like Mad Wolf does. That's so, right. Uh, we're gonna see about that. I hope to be uh, announcing in the future <laughs> that this will be the official beer yeah. of Mad Wolf. But you know, the lawyers have to get involved in that. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll cross all the T's and dot the I's. But anyway, thanks to them. 
And uh, and thank you to you know what some of you may know that we we actually started getting paid to write movie reviews years ago with the old other paper, may it rest in peace, here in town. And then when it went under, we took it online, and it started slow, you know, to be honest, but it's built to the fact, to the point now where we're busy enough that we, every now and then, have to call in other writers, and one of Team Mad Wolf is here tonight. The Mad Wolf Pack. Kat McAlpine is here. And Woo! Hello, Kat. We are glad to have her as a contributor to MadWolf.com. And, and actually, last month, Matt Wiener was here, who also writes for us, or collectively, Wiener Cat. But he's not here. <laughs> he's not here. And do you know why? Would you like to why, know why, George? Why is Wiener not here? <laughs> because why is there no Wiener in this house tonight? <laughs> because he can't go in his basement since he watched Martyrs with us last month. He confided in me today. Why would you tell me that, Matt Wiener? Right. I don't know. Right, because... <laughs> If I remember right, as he was leaving, he did receive a martyr's merit badge. He made it through the film. He's allowed to have well, a merit badge. Well, you know, we might have to go to the judges. He might have to give it back. No. If you're not going in your basement after that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, thanks to everybody. That was a lot of fun. But enough about laundry. Enough <laughs> about wiener. <laughs> we want to get to vacation horror. Because we've got a good a good list here. We do. And we've got a good movie to show tonight, obviously, Eden Lake. But one at coming in at number five, one that we've talked about before that we love. And I think I love it even more because some people just hate it and think it's a, just an affront to humanity because of how brutal it is. And that is uh, from 2005, the Aussie import Wolf Creek. What the bloody hell are you mob doing out here? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. So, um, what do you actually do? I can tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Let's play. Wolf Creek is a brutal film featuring a just a chilling to the bone performance by John Jarrett. I think that, uh, you know, the most important um, performance in most horror films is the villain. And he's insanely great in this movie. Um, and it's just, he's got just this sort of amiable sadism about him the entire film. He's um, just really chilling and, uh, and, and makes the entire film better. Yeah, and here's the thing. Even though the director, uh, writer-director, Greg McLean, he did not write the role for John Jarrett in particular, but John Jarrett ended up being the only actor to audition for the part. And he was well <laughs> he was well known in Australia as get this, he was the host of a gardening show. Wow. Yeah. But uh he and then but he became for this role, he became very very method actor. He uh developed on his own a whole backstory for the character that he didn't reveal to anyone. He worked on the evil laugh that Mick has for for months and just terrified the cast with it. And it's just it's just such a really iconic horror villain performance that he just, yeah, he just, everything he does. You can, you can even tell if you haven't seen the movie when he's being quote-unquote friendly, man, there's something, there's something evil in there. And it gets rough. I mean, it gets rough. When he says, let's play head on a stick. Don't. Don't ever agree to play head on a stick, everyone. Yeah. It gets, <laughs> it gets really rough. And it's, but it, but it never gets to the point of where I thought that it's, 
you know, torture porn. Yeah, it, it really gets got, close. It got lumped in with that, I think. A lot of t- a lot of because most of the films that came out in that, you know, hostile and I just a lot of the films that came out in that era were considered kind of, you know, horror porn, but um one of the things I love about this movie is that it takes you know, there are so many horror movies that are built on the idea that you know once you're outside of civilization you realize that we aren't really the top of the food chain and that we're kind of soft and can't really survive on our own but if you ever look at a map of Australia like every city larger than like an Ohio State dorm is on the coast like the whole middle is like 11 people and and you know I think that they make really excellent use of that like you know, you think you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, right. You know, kind of like, you think that's not a knife kind of a thing. Like Australia, they know the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it's another reminder that, you know what, don't go there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's where the hole in the ozone is. They have crocodiles and alligators, sharks. They have more poisonous spiders and poisonous snakes than any place else on Earth. Why do people go there? And they've got Mick Taylor. That's right. And apparently this, you know, you saw it in the trailer there. It says based on true events. Apparently, from what I've been able to, to read, it was based on maybe a a combination of different events yep. and not one in particular but even so uh when you see this and and think about the fact that maybe anything even like this could have happened it's man it's yeah it's, it's not it's, nothing the tourist board board put out it's no it's 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 chilling and one that uh we might have to program one day here for the old fright club we could yeah yeah but that's number five on the list of vacation horror because they go on holiday and is that it, too non-committal and is it, there and, <laughs> and it ends up way way wrong and that's number five and moving up to number four is the one that we're going to see here in just a few minutes and that is from 2008 and it is eden lake <laughs> Spot. I'm not going to be bullied away by a bunch of 12-year-olds. Steve, where's the beach bag? It's got the car keys in it. First phone he sees, 999. Now we've got to finish this. Oh my God. Run! Yikes. I've always been surprised that more people haven't seen this movie, partly because the cast is amazing. Um, and then uh, the director went on to do, um, actually, he wrote The Descent 2, which sucks, by the way. And But then he also directed uh, The Woman in Black with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, which is pretty solid. Yeah, I really, enjoyed that one. A That's a fun story. one. But, you know, uh, and also the fact that it seems to just pop up on cable channels all the time. It does. Especially when, when we first started talking about it, when we started the podcast, we right. thought, well, no one's ever seen it. And then, oh, look, it's on every whip stitch. But yeah, this is just one that I've always really, in, I mean, enjoyed is the wrong word because, well, you'll see. And we're not going to talk too much about it in case you haven't seen it. But the cast is amazing. And the first time I saw it, it was actually not Michael Fassbender or Kelly Riley that impressed me in particular. It was Jack O'Connell. It's the first thing I'd ever seen Jack O'Connell in. And he is insanely good in this movie. Yeah. And if you don't know Jack O'Connell since then, he's he played the lead in Unbroken, right. which is not the greatest movie, uh, but he's very good in it. Startup, he was just in. Yeah. Um, uh, Money Monster, Money he was Monster. just in. Yeah, so he's he's rising and yeah, he's very he talented. I mean, he's been in a lot of sort of middling, didn't, I mean, like sort of well-received. He's going to be kind of, I think, the next Tom Hardy. It's going to take him a while, but every performance he does is really outstanding. And I think that, you know, in a few years, he's just going to be incredibly well-known. And it was really before Michael Fassbender really broke out yeah. as, you know, the, the huge star that he is now. Right. But, but with he and Kelly Riley both at the top of the, of the cast, 
very good. And then, yeah, and Jack O'Connell being the main instigator of the teens is is chilling as well. So, like she said, we don't want to say too much about it, but it, it builds the tension, it holds the tension, and leads to a very gripping ending. Let's put it that way if you haven't seen it. But uh, So we'll fire that up here on the big screen in just a few minutes. And that is number four on our list of our favorite horror vacation films. Uh, leading up to number three, also from 2005, as Wolf Creek was. And this is not The Descent 2, it's The Descent. There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? You know what? I had just had a great idea for our next vacation. Let's go exploring <laughs> caves. When she says that, the only way out is down this pipe. I'm like, well, I'm not going. So enjoy your vacation, ladies. And there's that there's that scene that you saw a little bit of in the trailer where she's about to get stuck in the very in the. I'll tell you what, that is a phobia of mine. And there is a scene like that in the new Blair Witch that is even worse. I'll tell you. I was squirming. Yeah, I was too. In my seat because that gets me every time. But you know, when you're going exploring caves like they are, there's a lot of room for that, and they really, you know, they they make it claustrophobic like it's going to be. But they also add those layers that you really feel as you're getting deeper and deeper down into these caves to the point of no return, and they have to deal with these quote-unquote crawlers that they call them and it's neil marshall right who's who did dog soldiers first which is such a fun movie and and dog soldiers is very much a a military film Mm -hmm. really and and uh, the longer uh the descent goes on the more it turns into it has the feel of a military film uh it's just incredibly well paced and really well done so it opens with this sort of jolt horror, right? Yeah, it's and then very startling got, at the beginning. You've got this spelunking, claustrophobia, you know, and there's a lot of, like, they're lost, what are they going to do? There's been a cave-in, and then a bone snaps in half. All these things happen before you see the first monster. It's like, it's you're just wrung out. It's brilliant. And I remember when I saw it the first time, um, I was so happy when it was, I was like, oh my God, this movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I think we've mentioned before when we've talked about this on the podcast that Neil Marshall insisted that all the people who played the crawlers. the crawlers were not just stunt people, they were professional actors because he wanted to make sure they had their approach. Like Cat McAlpine. Would you like to do something like that, Cat McAlpine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We wanted to make sure they approached them from a character point of view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get early, early on. You, you can't always catch it if you haven't seen the movie before. You you are given a little silhouette, a little shadow of the crawlers that you might miss. But then slowly, slowly you get introduced to them and they're pretty frightening. Right. And I also like that all the characters are actual characters. Oh, yeah. You know, so often when you have, you've got like a team of six and they go into this impossible situation, they get picked off one by one. You know, each one of them is, is you know, represents a certain type of character, but they're not fully fleshed out characters. And and these are, I mean, they're flawed, but they're not stupid. They don't make bad decisions. Um, you, you know, you care about them. They yeah. have interpersonal conflict that's interesting and not catty necessarily. Because they have a backstory and then you're dealing with, at the beginning, the one suffers is still recovering from a loss, a right. big loss. Uh, and there's a little bit of rivalry between the two <clears throat> at the top. Um, yeah. And then also just the fact that, that all of the major characters are female mm-hmm. and, you know, really are not 
particularly for this genre anyway, exploited for their sexuality. It's just a nice change of pace. Right. And then we have to mention that there's two, there's different endings. Right. Yes. If you've ever heard this podcast, you've heard this horror story before. I watched the, I unintentionally watched the European European version with my oldest sister, who's mean and bigger than me, and she beat the shit out of me when the end came. And I didn't know that the European ending is really much less happy than the American ending. Yeah. So just keep that in mind if you're deciding, which one do I want to see? Do I want to want to kill myself afterwards, or do I want to leave with a little <laughs> shred of human life left in me? So the American version human life version. That's an important choice. Yeah. So that is The Descent, uh, number three on our list of vacation horror. Leading us up to number two, going all the way back to 19... 19- you had to know this was coming. 72. You knew it was coming. Guys, you know, taking a little whitewater rafting trip. Next- hey George, yeah. you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> These are the men. Nothing very unusual about them. Suburban guys like you or your neighbor. These are the men who decided not to play golf that weekend. Instead, they sought the river. You look around, you Lewis! He could be out there anywhere, watching us right now. John Boorman's film of James Dickey's explosive best-selling novel. There was this other scene. Come on, squeal! Squeal! But I thought, nah. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. I know, poor Ned Beatty, right? Burt Reynolds shows up in time to keep the other guy safe, but poor Ned Beatty's like, dude, where were you? <laughs> and I believe that was Ned Beatty. That was Ned Beatty's first movie. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to 1972, of course, it's the adaptation of James Dickey's novel, Deliverance, and one that at least Burt Reynolds always said, the, the fact that he, the same year, did that uh, Cosmopolitan Centerfold he always felt cost him a Oscar nomination for this movie because he is good. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he is good in the movie. He is good in this movie, yeah. You mean he didn't think he deserved one for Stroke or Ace? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stroke or Ace? <laughs> I was waiting. I know. Have you ever seen the Robert comedian Robert Wall has a funny uh, Stroke or Ace bit? The Stroke or Ace bit, but we're off the rails anyway. No, Deliverance is you know it, it's it's chilling because of that. It starts maybe similarly to The Descent, you know, a group, this time it's a group of guys are on a vacation and things, you know, things turn bad, obviously, where they have to fight for their lives. And it's not only that, what's very interesting about when it's all over, the effect it has on them still later after, after those who survive, survive. Well, I think, so um, Dickie actually streamlined his own novel for the screenplay and, and really kind of narrowed it down to just the atmospheric best about it and really boiled it down to kind of a Sam Peckinpah kind of style film, I think, that just is very um, interested in masculinity and the loss of masculinity. And, you know, these five guys who are basically just out on the weekend, they're, they're trying to tame nature on the weekend, you know, and I think it's a very cynical concept about that. But at the same time, when you compare them with the people who are in nature all the time, like that banjo kid. <laughs> You yeah. Know? Oh my God. Um, that was actually the first one of the one of, if not the very first scenes that was shot. And the guy, the kid, Billy Redden, uh, didn't actually know how to play the banjo, so he he was cast for his look. And they had another boy who was a skilled banjo player playing with the chords with his arm reaching around uh, Redden's side while Redden kind of pretended to, to pick. And uh, of course, it became. Real musicians uh, did the the actual song, and it became a 
strangely hit single. But uh, and then later, if you've ever seen the How movie, weird is that I know you know I'm just if I heard that song and I was driving in my car, I would freak out. I would freak <laughs> right the fuck out. But then in in 2003, if you've ever seen the movie Big Fish, Tim Burton's Big Fish, he the same kid who obviously grew up got. Uh, Tim Burton went and got him to to be in the movie Big Fish, and that was the only other movie that he was ever in. All those years later, uh, he went to get him to be in Big Fish, and a lot of you mentioned James Dickey streamlining the yeah. the script. A lot of the he just lifted a lot of the dialogue directly. Oh, sure. from the um, the novel, but uh, in the famous Ned Beatty scene, the one line squeal like a pig which gets you know joked about a lot it was actually meant the scene was we joke because we're nervous george we are nervous yeah <laughs> the scene originally was meant to include a lot more swearing but they did that version the squeal like a pig version to clean it up for tv of all things oh my like you're going to show that on tv <laughs> and director john borman it was, they were a hardier folk in the 70s i guess yeah and the director john borman liked that version better so mm. that's the version they kept and yeah do you want to see that on tv no i don't think so but uh it's you know it's a chilling i guess for some people it might be a funny movie to include in the horror genre but it's very horrific oh absolutely and and you know in terms of you know your your vacation gone wrong oh, this, yeah. i mean this is like this is you know the iconic film about that yeah, and actually, it came out in 1972, and in the the film, in the year after its release, a few people actually drowned in that river because they were tourists trying to replicate. God. I know. Imagine seeing that movie and think, you know where, honey? <laughs> Pack your bags. It's a vacation paradise. So that is Deliverance from 1972. Number two, and this one, which leads us to number one, caused a little bit of... A little bit of conflict, a little bit of debate between the mad and the wolf for uh, number one, and it is a two-pronged number one. It's funny games and funny games. What is it, honey? There's someone here. Could you please leave? Right now. Mr. Farber. What? Have a seat. Please. I'm Paul. It's easier when things are polite. Okay, let's play a game. You bet that you'll be alive tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we bet that you'll be dead. Let's make a deal. <laughs> That's awesome, really. It's playtime again. That's a great line. Uh, and that sums up the entire movie, actually. So much stress for politeness sake. Because if those people would have just said, get the fuck out of my house, as soon as they got there, none of this would have happened. It's such a great movie. And it's director, a writer-director, Michael Haneke, who basically anything he does. Oh, yeah. You should definitely and see. He, he's, he's, so, yeah, he's, he's among the greatest working today. He's so, so great. He him. works in different genres, different languages, and everything he does is worth seeing. And this was originally out in um, 1997. Uh, as a foreign language. German. It was German. done in German. And then he redid it 10 years later in 07, shot for shot, the trailer you just saw, the American version. And they're both they're both so chilling because, you know, the, the family is on a vacation in their, in their rented house there, and then these guys come to, come to call and start playing that uh, sick and twisted game with them about whether they'll be alive in the morning. And... But what it is, it's such a commentary on violence and people's 
participation in it right and how they and it 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 breaks the quote-unquote fourth wall talking to the uh, audience and makes it makes you more and more complicit in it so much so that it really we've talked to many people who have seen this movie it really makes them mad it 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 brings out a response from the audience that isn't very much intended and i think it's just brilliant well, it, when, when the film came out, I didn't get a chance to review it. One of the other critics at the other paper reviewed it, gave it one star, and I was so mad. But he just hated it. He hated everything about it because it just sort of makes you feel violated um, because it does. It, it you know it, He sets out to sort of ask, why are you watching this movie? And, and the whole movie is just sort of a finger wagging at you, the audience, for intentionally participating in in this family's misery. Yeah, and it has, has brilliant moments throughout, like at one point uh, they cover the young boy's eyes and the character says it's to preserve moral values as if <laughs> protecting you know, children from ills in society means they won't ever have to experience it. It's, it's commentary like that throughout the movie that I think he just nails. And he, he has said about this movie that he never really intended it to be a quote-unquote horror film. He wanted to make a film with a moralistic comment about the influence of media violence on society. And I, I think he just did that and more. It's just both, both films are just so brilliant. Well, one of the things I love about it, it's very similar to Eden Lake, actually, is that the horror itself really relies on just the bored sadism of teenage boys. And, um, and uh, I mean, that, I think that's explored in a lot of movies. Um, you know, A Clockwork Orange, probably the best. But, but this movie and, and Eden Lake, both, I mean, it's a certain kind of panic that it causes. And I think, uh, and especially, the, again, the performances in this film, uh, the boys in particular, and then in the German language film as well, the, the, just the two teenagers in the white gloves. Never let teenage boys in white gloves into your house. Um, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a great movie, both both versions. But again, anything that uh, Michael Haneke does uh, is certainly worth it and very much recommended. And that is number one. Both versions of Funny Games tops on our list of vacation horror films. And that leads us to looking ahead to Fright Club for next month, which is going to be on Wednesday, October the 12th. And we're going to lighten up the mood a little bit. We are. We kind of feel like maybe we shouldn't have gone back-to-back punishing movies because maybe Martyrs, maybe after that you needed something a little lighter, so maybe Eden Lake wasn't the best choice. I've heard it makes some people scared to go in their basement. I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, so next month we are going to lighten up. It's called Juan of the Dead, and it's Cuba's only zombie movie, and it's awesome. Actually, it's hilarious, and uh, there's a lot of comic book elements in it. It's really, it's really fantastically animated in the animation sections, and it's incredibly, incredibly funny. And I love this movie. Yeah. So uh, that's it for vacation horror. So let us know what you think on Twitter. Is an easy way. We're at Mad Wolf at M A D D W O L F, and also we've got the overrated list coming up. So chime in on that as well. Yeah. If you have a vote for the most overrated movie, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Keep the conversation going as always. Uh, we're at Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook and. Uh, Check out all your new movie reviews anytime at madwolf.com. And uh, until and also we want to thank once again Dayton Beer Company for Mad Wolf. Wait, is it, John? It's Wet Hop Pale Ale. I have no idea what that means. I do. John told me. Well, then John and Hope are going to have a beer podcast. <laughs> and you can find somebody else to produce it. All right? But no, we thank you. Hopefully we'll have uh, maybe some... Uh, official beer sponsorship in the future but uh, <laughs> look forward to that i'm always thinking you know always thinking about the marketing angles so we look forward to uh next month 
Wednesday the 12th. It's Juan of the Dead. And until then, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay Fright Wolf!